Thanks to all of you for coming out Sunday afternoon in Spanish Fork, Utah. Everything is inspired by the teachings of His Divine Grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada, who is the founder and chair of the International Society for Christian Consciousness. Om Today our topic is healing the heart. We spend a lot of time and energy taking care of our physical body. We try to eat right, exercise, get enough sleep. And that's all important. The body is compared to a vehicle that you have to maintain nicely. However, it won't do you much good to focus exclusively on the outer body while neglecting the inner spirit. Why? Because the spirit's like the driver of the car, and the driver of the car is always gonna be more important than the car itself. I think you'll all agree with me that as a culture, we don't spend nearly enough time taking care of the inner spirit. We don't realize how much our inner emotions, our attitudes, our thoughts are affecting our external selves. Scripture says, above all things, your spirit should prosper. Then it's gonna trickle down. That links being physically healthy, having energy, vitality, to how good a quality of life that you're gonna live. If your spirit is neglected, it's gonna negatively impact your physical and your mental. If you're living stressed, worried, bitter, guilty, angry, those negative emotions not just affecting your relationships, your creativity, how productive you are, but they're weakening your immune system itself. Your cells are not going to be able to fight off sickness like they should. Did you know that 90% of all visits to primary care physicians are stress-related? You can't sleep at night. Your food won't digest. You have ulcers. Much of that goes back to your spirit not being nourished. Doesn't matter how well you might feed your body. You can still be down and depressed if you don't simultaneously feed your spirit. It is said that man does not live by bread alone, but the inner spirit thrives on every word from the mouth of God and every word about God. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna. Krishna, Krishna, Hari Hari, Hari Rama, Hari Rama, Rama Rama, Hari Hari. Maybe you're worried day and night about that child who's off course, stressed about your finances, holding a grudge over something that somebody did to you three years ago. You don't realize in all of that, you're making your inner self sick. All that negative energy is poisoning your spirit. And because your spirit is unhealthy, it starts to spill over into the physical. You'll wake up in the morning. You'll wonder why you're still tired, why you don't have any energy. It's because your mind was working, smoking all night long. Your body lay there, getting its required rest, but your mind wrestled, your mind wondered, your mind worried, your mind reasoned, what if this happens? What if they do that? What if that happens? Our message today is you can't take in all those toxins and not be poisoned, <laughs> duh. 
You can't let anger, unforgiveness, guilt, worry, low self-esteem dominate your life. If you get your spirit cleaned, get first things first, realign your priorities, then you're going to get your energy back. If you'll quit letting your negative emotions rule, then many of those physical ailments are going to disappear. Why? Because they're all interconnected. We're trying to control things that we can't control, fix people that don't want to be fixed, worry about a problem that may never even come to pass. Or maybe we're bitter about something that took place 20 years ago. Around the time I became a teenager, I got a chip on my shoulder. I'd go around with a know-it-all attitude, ready to take issue, argue at the drop of my hat. My parents were so exasperated, they'd often say, Chris, you're so tensed up, you'd argue with the wall. <laughs> Along with a hot temper, I had acne, often indigestion. I got bronchitis regularly, flu twice a year. I was young, active, played sports, should have been fit as a fiddle, but my inner life was unhealthy. And that negatively affected my physical and emotional well-being. But that was nothing compared to what happened in my late teens. <laughs> I felt I had the burden of the world on my shoulders. Single-handedly, I had to stop the war in Vietnam, bring civil rights to the South, disarm the nuclear powers. A doctor once told me, Chris, I know what's keeping you down. It's nothing physical. It has to do with your inner spirit. It's stress. You're living too uptight. Got too much pressure. Now, I can give you medicine, but until you change, get more balance, more positivity, this depression, these ailments are not going to go away. Well, thanks to intersecting Krishna consciousness in, of all places, Australia, at the age of 23, I was saved from further such frustrating inner turmoil. I learned this lesson amongst others in Krishna consciousness. Quote, when I was a young man, I wanted to change the world. I found it was difficult to do that. So I tried to change my nation. And when I found I couldn't change my nation, I began to focus on my town. And I found I couldn't change my town. Then I narrowed it down and I tried to change my family and that was the hardest job of all. <laughs> now as a wiser man, I realized that the only thing I can change is myself. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Ram, Hare Ram, Ram Ram, Hare Hare. Here's a key. You are responsible for your own inner spiritual, emotional well-being. It's not up to anybody else. Your spouse can't keep your spirit well. Your doctor can't do it. Your friends can't do it. Your parents can't do it. Nobody has control over your spirit except you. In one sense, even Krishna or God, God's not going to make you forgive others, make you stop worrying. He's not going to force you to stop living angry, offended, guilty. These are all choices that we have to make. Our question from me to you today is, is your spirit healthy? 
Now, externally, we can see your looks, we can see your achievements, we can see your personality, but what's going on inside? What we can't see is your inner self at peace. Are you letting go and letting God? For instance, do you know that you're invaluable, one of a kind, a masterpiece? Is your heart free from bitterness, offense, or is there worry, guilt, insecurity, self-pity? Oh, Cheru, look at what I've been through. Yes, of course I have the chip on my shoulder. These people did me wrong. Do you have a minute or half an hour? I'll tell you all about it. All that's doing is just poisoning your spirit. You may not be able to see it. You may have even gotten used to living with these negative emotions so long and maybe they're mirrored in the friends you hang around with that you've come to accept it as normal. You've adapted and you wonder why you don't have any energy, why you can't sleep, why you're not creative. Maybe it's time to get honest with yourself. Maybe it's time to look inside and ask, why am I so jealous? Why can't I celebrate my friend's success? Why am I so easily offended? Why do I argue so much? Or why don't I feel good about myself? Pay attention to the inner life. It's easy to adapt to things that are poisoning us and we don't even realize it. We end up going through life just treating the external symptoms. What we need to do is get to the root cause, get our spirits healthy, and we're gonna have good health, and we're gonna know what it means to be successful in life. So ask yourself, am I making myself sick? Am I sabotaging my relationships? Am I limiting my potential? Am I holding myself down because my spirit is unhealthy. Scripture says, make sure no root of bitterness springs forth and defiles you. Bitterness is described as a root. And as we all know, roots live underground. You can't see them initially, but if you don't deal with them, if you let them grow, eventually it's going to come above ground and rear its ugly head in the form of bitter, unsightly fruits. What's on the inside, if you neglect it, is eventually and inevitably going to show up on the outside. The problem is we try to fix the fruit. We wait till the symptom appears and then we try to deal with that. But that bitter fruit is not the real problem. The real problem is that we're not getting to the source. We're not getting to the root. Another saying is, guard your heart, for from it come all the issues of life. Now, our main responsibility is to keep the toxins out. Keep those roots from springing up. Externally, around us, people are going to betray us. Offenses are going to come. Cranky co-workers are going to come. Disappointments, loss, hurt, anger, jealousy. We can't stop any of that from coming into our life. But the question is, are you going to let it take root? Are you going to let it get down in your spirit, contaminate your joy, take your energy, open you up to sickness, trouble, defeat? No, our encouragement is 
Learn to keep your spirit healthy. Be an active gardener. Pull up those roots. Pull up that unforgiveness. Pull up that insecurity. Pull up that guilt and condemnation. Don't let your spirit become poison. Because if your soul is bitter, your life is going to be bitter. If your emotional well-being is contaminated, it's going to contaminate your physical well-being as well. Why are you letting that worry take root? Losing sleep, living stressed out. We've seen Krishna, God, take care of us in the past up to the present date. We've seen him times in our lives make a way where we absolutely did not see a way. We've seen him provide for us throughout a recent pandemic. Give us peace in a storm, favor in the fire. Now, we need to let go of the past, which is never easy. And in order to do so, assistance is required. To let go and let God, we need help from a superior power. Here's a little story that demonstrates a purified spirit. There was a group of botanists in the Amazon rainforest looking for rare and possibly uncatalogued forms of plant life. The leader of the expedition was searching a deep canyon with his binoculars and he spied a flower that he'd never seen. He was very excited, but he wondered how they could get someone down into that deep canyon to retrieve it. And they decided that the only way was to have someone lowered down over the side by a rope. As they were talking, a young local boy happened along upon the scene. The leader seen an opportunity. He said, young man, I'll give you 20 bucks if you'll let us lower you on a rope over the side of this cliff and you grab that flower for us. The boy looked over the situation. After some time, he responded, I'll do it, but wait just one minute. He left, and after some time, he returned with an older man. The boy said, now I will go over the side and get that flower for you, but only if this man holds the rope. He is my father. Who do we trust when we're challenged to let go of the past and drop the unhealthy patterns of our life today. Release our hold on the present. Do we trust strangers? Do we trust acquaintances? Do we trust our parents? Or do we only trust our God in heaven who has supported us in the past, who's fully prepared to continue doing what he's always done who did not bring you this far in order to leave you hanging. So knowing that God or Krishna has us in the palm of his hand, why are we holding on to that guilt, beating ourselves up over past mistakes? Krishna has forgiven us. Why don't we forgive ourselves? Krishna has put it out of his mind. Why don't we do the same? Krishna has moved on. Why don't we also move on? Or are we getting all hung up over that co-worker who got the promotion that we thought we deserved? That friend of whom we're envious because we think they're more talented, more beautiful, more successful, finding fault, being critical, and feeling bad about who we are. One thing to know is that Krishna's blessing others does not mean that he's not fully prepared and capable of blessing you. 
God never runs out of favor. God never forgets about you. He has things in your future that are greater than you could ever imagine. And we just have to do our part and not let that root of jealousy poison us. Soon as we recognize it, pull it up. Keep your heart pure. Celebrate others' success. And when our spirit is healthy, then Krishna is going to trust us with more and more blessings and responsibility. Some of us are still upset over something that happened 20 years ago. We still go over it and rehearse it in our mind. And why are you still holding a grudge over someone that hurt you, someone that forgot what they did, or maybe even they never even intended to offend you in the first place? You just took it that way. Well, none of that, can I tell you, will stop God's plans for your life. What others did or didn't do to you is not going to keep you away from your purpose. God knows everything. He knew it was going to happen before it happened. And he already had a plan to bring you out better off than you were before that betrayal, before that unfair situation. Before it happened, he already had a plan that if you keep him first place and stay in faith, he had a plan to bring you beauty for those ashes, joy for that loss. You just have to do your part and pull up the root of resentment, the root of self-pity, the root of disappointment. That's poisoning our future. That's limiting our potential, draining our energy, weakening our immune system. We need to learn to say, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Lord, I know you're in control. As long as I keep you in first place, I know that you're fighting my battles that you order my steps, that you have a good plan for my life. Lord, I thank you that you're my provider, my protector, my way maker, my deliverer, and my vindicator. There was a man who owned a lot of horses, and one day he was out riding. A large tree had fallen across the trail, and as the horse went to jump over it, didn't quite clear, and the horse hit the thing and scraped its leg quite badly. So the man took him to the barn, cleaned up the wound, put some antiseptic on it. Wrapped it up. A couple of weeks went by and he noticed that the horse was still bothered, limping on that leg. So he had the veterinarian come out, take a look at it. Veterinarian put the horse on antibiotics. He began to improve. But a few weeks later, after the course of antibiotics had finished, the infection came back. Again, the horse could barely walk. He started another round of different kind of antibiotics. And like the first time, the leg got better for a while. The wound began to heal. But three months later, the wound was reinfected. This happened again and again. The owner decided to put the horse in the trailer and take him to the clinic to find out what was at the bottom of all this. They put the horse under anesthesia and opened up the wound. They found this huge splinter of wood underneath the surface, buried way up there deep in the horse's leg. So every time he'd gone off the medicine, what had happened was the infection would keep coming back. They were treating the symptoms, but until they got deep enough to remove the cause and extract that splinter, the infection wasn't going to go away. So our encouragement today is get the infection out. As long as the root is there, the fruit is going to be bitter. The good news is every one of us has control over our inner life. We can't control what happens to us. We can't control what someone did. But we can control what 
it is that we choose to dwell on. So ask yourself, is there some infection? Are there some toxins that are keeping you from getting well? Some bitterness, worry, guilt that's keeping you stuck, keeping you from flourishing. One other issue that many of us have is the inability to nurture rich, meaningful, intimate, and lasting relationships because we have a root of pride. We think we're right all the time. We won't listen to others' opinion. We never apologize. Therefore, we're hard to get along with. Opinionated, contentious. This pride is one of those underlying toxins that you can't see. But you have to look deeper, under the surface. When your spirit is healthy, the symptom is that you're loving and kind. The symptom is that you see the best in others. The symptom is that rather than wanting and insisting on having the last word, you bite your tongue. You let them be right in the interests of peace in the family. One of the best prayers we can make is, Krishna, keep me from lying to myself. Krishna, help me to be honest with myself. Help me to look in the mirror and see where my soul is not healthy, where I need to change, where I need to forgive, where I need to be more kind and understanding, where I need to stop letting people steal my joy, where I need to get over what happened three years ago, or where I need to quit beating myself up, start seeing myself as valuable, attractive, a masterpiece. Prabhupada says in the second canto of the Bhagavatam, the whole process of Vedic knowledge is directed at liberating the spirit soul from the contamination of matter. To that end, we pray, Krishna, don't let us go through life lying to ourselves. Now, it's one thing to be dishonest with another. That's not good. But it's even worse to lie to yourself. Sweep things under the rug. Make excuses for why you're anger, bitter, jealous, and hard to get along with. And there's no fault in being at that spot. But there is a fault in staying there. Not doing anything to get out of that rut. That may be your explanation for how you are at the present moment in time. But don't let it be your excuse for staying there. Well, true, I have this ongoing injury because like that horse, I scrape my leg. My message to you is get the wood out and move forward with your life. Well, I'm bitter because my loved one died. No, pull up that root of loss and disappointment. Go out, do great things and wherever they are, make them proud. Go ahead and leave your mark as a legacy to those who have departed. True, I'm stressed because of my finances, my children pressure at work. None of that can we control. Don't let circumstances be an excuse to live worry on edge, short with your children, with your spouse. Get back in balance. Get your spirit healthy. If you look inside and deal with the things that are stealing your peace, your spirit will get healthier. Your physical well-being will return glowingly Effulgently, 
Your gifts will begin to come out in greater ways. Your relationships will be better. Doors will open all from getting a healthy spirit. Scripture says you will have good success. You will have health as your spirit prospers. This is the requirement. We want good health, we want success, but we don't want to get down and do the work of cleaning our spirit. But the fruit of that will be good relationships, abundance, health, good attitude, creativity, intimate relationships, and well-being. One last story from the Srimad Bhagavatam. We read about this great sage named Durvasa Muni, who was an incarnation of the anger aspect of Lord Shiva. Durvasa had unlimited yogic powers such that he could counteract the very laws of material nature. He could create his own planet at will. Just imagine that. And yet all these external achievements only served to pollute his inner life. He was proud, condescending, unforgiving, quick to anger. Although outwardly very powerful, his spirit was unhealthy. Once, he became outraged at a Krishna devotee named Ambarish Maharaj. It's a long story. But suffice it to say that Durvasa tried to kill Ambarish, although Ambarish was totally faultless. Ambarish, being an imminent danger of losing his life through no fault of his own, he stood undisturbed, equipoised, with even a slight smile on his face, calmly waiting for death with an inner peace, not lifting a finger to protect himself, not even blaming Durvasa for unfairly attacking him. As Krishna promises in the Bhagavad Gita, he immediately came to the rescue of his devotee Ambarish. Krishna not only protected Ambarish from the weapon of Durvasa Muni, but Krishna sent his own personal Sudarsana chakra to kill Durvasa Muni. So Durvasa Muni, in a moment from being on the attack, he turned and he was running for one entire year all over the universe with the Krishna's fiery weapon burning him on the backside. After one year, he came full circle and prostrated himself like a stick at the feet of Ambarish Muni. And he asked Ambarish to please forgive him. Now this pure Krishna devotee with a healthy heart, not only did he immediately forgive Durvasa, but he asked Durvasa to forgive him for causing Durvasa trouble. Durvasa became so ashamed at his poor behavior that he begged Marj Ambarish for some benediction. Durvasa offered to conjure up from his yogic powers, palaces, land, kingdoms, women, wealth beyond anyone's wildest dreams. Ambarish responded, he said, yes, since you've asked, I do want one favor from you. Durvasa said anything, name it. Ambarish said, my dear Durvasa, you've been running for one year without the time to sit down and even eat one decent meal. 
What I want from you is you please be seated and let me serve you a proper meal. At that time, Dervasa Muni said, Aho anantam dasanam mahatam drishtamadyame kridasangitatadrajan mangalayanisamisase. Just look at the pure hearted devotees of Krishna. Though I committed a great offense to Ambarish and even tried to kill him, he responded by praying for my good fortune. Overlooking my offenses, he saved my life. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna. Krishna, Krishna, Hari Hari. Hari Ram, Hari Ram. Ram, Ram, Hari The beauty of our God is that he is merciful. He'll forgive us. But God's devotees are even more merciful than the Lord himself. Make a resolution with me today that you're not going to live with a sick, unhealthy, dirty inner spirit. You're not going to live wounded. Because you've asked the Lord, the Lord is going to restore your soul so that your latter days, your future is going to be even greater than your past. You're going to step into, because you've kept in first place, levels of joy, peace, fulfillment, abundance, and victory that you couldn't even imagine. Let go and let God be your vindicator. He sees what wasn't fair. He knows who did you wrong. And he knows how to make it up to you. He knows how to bring you out twice as well off as you were before the trouble happened. It is amazing what's going to happen when your spirit gets clean and healthy, when we get free from the bitterness, the guilt, the stress, the worry, the low self-esteem. That's when healing is released. That's when you'll see good success and the blessing of God in newer ways. And I realize that not all sickness stems from a lack of emotional well-being, but I do know that any time you face sickness, you're going to have to be strong in your emotions, in your inner life, and in what you allow to play in your mind. And if you go around defeated and discouraged, man, this medical port is so bad, I don't think I'm ever going to get well. Then you're helping that sickness. You're giving that sickness life. But when you're cheerful, when you know that God is in control, when you're thanking Him, when you could be complaining, you're laughing. When you could be crying, that's sending healing to your body. And I believe that many of these diseases would go away. Headaches, high blood pressure, digestive problems. If we just start taking our medicine, laughing, being joyful, good natured. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna. Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama. Rama Rama, Hare Hare. What good is all the external focus when you neglect the internal self? Our question today is, is your spirit healthy? How are you spending the day? Positive, hopeful, expectant, excited, grateful? Or are you weighed down with stress, anxiety, worry? Our question is, how can you be creative when you're using up so much energy for the negative? How can even your immune system work properly when you have bitterness, anger, and regrets, how can you be the mother, the father, the leader that God has called you to be when you have all these toxins poisoning your spirit? It's time to get honest with ourselves. 
resolve not to go another year letting something that you have control over hold you back. Get your spirit healthy, pull up those bitter roots, start turning things over to God. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna. Krishna, Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama. Rama, Rama, Hare Hare. Release the worry, release the hurt, release what didn't work out. Keep your heart pure. If you do this, your spirit will be revived. And because your spirit is revived, you're going to have good success and good health. New doors are about to open. Opportunity is looking for you. Healing is coming. Strength, energy, vitality, the fullness of your destiny in this life. And next life, you'll go back to home, back to God. Hey, that sounds good to you. Join me in raising your arms up in the air and saying all together, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare.